Broadcasting from the Stolen Droids Hangout, it's the Stolen Droids Podcast. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Stolen Droids Podcast. I'm Schmitty. I'm Zonit. Wow, you wasted no time there. <laughs> Figured I had I'm to Duke. jump in. <laughs> and we're already off. It's it's because Schmitty's joining us, our, our emeritus, um, sometime podcast host. Our, our plague our, bringer. Our bringer of plagues. <laughs> Um, I have my mask on, so you won't you won't catch it. Well, uh, of the of the horsemen, he's obviously pestilence. <laughs> well, I I'm just here fascinated because you point out Colin is death. You point out the fact that you're wearing your mask, so we won't catch it. How potent is your plague if it's able to travel through electronics and sound waves? Let's take Zoner. I don't think find out. <laughs> Zoner, I don't think either you nor I are famine. I don't know. The, I've been losing a lot of weight lately, but not like famine levels. I don't think there's a geek alive who. No, that's that's not. I'm I'm probably war. What with my um, rage towards George Lucas. Great. I'm the most apathetic famine there's ever been. <laughs> um, so yeah, we welcome Schmitty back. Thank you. It's good to be back. Yeah, um, we are not at Salt Lake Comic Con this week, which is interesting it's, for it's us. It's kind of oh, weird this week. I, I feel lost right now. I, I feel totally lost. Colin is there, and Intern Emma is going to go cover uh, some stuff. Uh, but yeah, I and a lot of our contributors. And, are yes, there. we have a bunch of contributors there. In fact, we have like I think Colin has assembled like an entire strike force. To do we have minions? I think we're getting to that point where we have minions. This mm. is awesome. So. Yeah, I, I think I think we are are at that point. Very cool. Well, hey, big shout out to uh, Dan Far Productions for the newest uh, Salt Lake Comic Con. We are brought to you in part by them, and we uh, we thank them. We expect uh, lots of good pictures, videos, and interviews to come out of there, and you'll see those soon up on StolenDroids.com. Also, shout out to our friends over at TrekRadio.net, KryptonRadio.com, Radio KSCR, Geek Factor Radio, and Stitcher.com. Yes. We have. And, do you have um, feedback? Because I have some. I have, I feedback. have some feedback. I'll let you do your feedback first. So my first one is I'm getting blasted, um, and it's from Ruff, and he says he can't remember which episode this is from. But to Zook and everyone, okay. So it's been a while since I wrote in. I th- actually think you should count yourself lucky, as I've been holding off writing while I try and digest possibly your worst podcast ever. It was the one where Zook suggested doxing people. The doxing idea was a shocker. Not that I know the ins and outs of Zook's first marriage, but I would put his doxing idea ahead of his let's get married idea on the <laughs> list of all-time bad Zook ideas. That's awesome. Good job, Ruff. Other feedback. Your content writers have been going crazy, and it is all interesting and good stuff. Now all we need is the fifth installment of where they should put the nacelles in Star Trek ships. Cheers, Ruff. Yeah, that's a knock on me, because... Yes. uh I haven't uh, I haven't finished that up. And then he writes again, episode 335. Zook, I finally got time to look at your fave for this week. How fast are truck ships? Very nice. About halfway through, I realized I knew that music. It's from um, Brain, it, Brain It On Game. Brain, yeah. And I have it as my standard ringtone. I did not know that. <laughs> That's cool. Um, so I still don't quite under... I can't remember exactly what my doxing idea was about. It, it was for the Nazis. Right. Okay. And you wanted to dox them, and I said they still have rights, whether you like it or not. And we don't dox because we're not dicks. That's a good motto. <laughs> <laughs> good motto to live by. 
only dicks docks. <laughs> I like that. Uh, that cannot be a show title. Um, uh, okay, so first off, Rough, thanks for the feedback. We missed hearing from you. Second off, I thought our worst podcast episode ever was where the four of us at the time tried talking finance, and you basically put your head through a monitor listening to us. <laughs> that must have been you remember that? See, I'm going with worst <laughs> yeah. episode ever, episode one. <laughs> yeah, for various reasons. But no, I, you guys remember that, right? Where we yeah. thought we were talking all fancy about stocks and finance, and it turns out we had no clue what we were talking about, and he told us to never discuss you it know, ever though, again. I think a lot of times we really have no clue what we're talking about. We just make it up to the point where we sound convincing. Actually, mm-hmm. no, we have, uh, we have degrees in this stuff, people. <laughs> um, I... I, I st- Okay, I gotta admit, I still don't see the problem with my idea. And that is why you fail. Because that is an absolutely horrible, horrible idea. And you, when you get doxxed, you will agree with me. And when you are a victim of identity theft as much as I am, you will agree with me. <laughs> I, I, I think I can, I can, uh, understand Zook to a, a degree where uh, transparency that I mean there, there's a certain uh, amount of freedom in transparency right but there definitely has to be a line there does so I'm just saying look if you're if you hop onto Zillow and this isn't an endorsement of Zillow but it's just kind of been ubiquitous now when you're looking to buy a home right uh, oh look there are four schools in this area two elementary schools one junior high one high school average crime rate is this high average median income is this high utilities typically cost in this range oh by the way there's 20 white supremacists living in the neighborhood and five sex offenders and five sex offenders see I'm more I'm a yeah. white guy so the whole white supremacy thing doesn't really I don't dig it. I don't agree with it. I don't like it. But it's not an immediate threat to my person like moving into a neighborhood full of sex offenders could be to my children. Oh, by the way, 15 of the uh, white supremacists also work at the elementary school. I wouldn't like that, but I I would, you know. (laughs) I'm just saying. Take my kids elsewhere. (laughs) But, you know, it just, they've got their rights. If you want to be an a-hole your whole life, you're perfectly entitled to do that. It doesn't mean that we need to put your information out for the world to see so you can be publicly scorned. See, and I'm of the opinion that really, really, really stupid people should probably be gelded. But I realize it's probably not the most popular or feasible (laughs) or humanitarian idea. I spent my summers on farms growing up. I know what gelding is. I'm betting there's a lot of people who don't. Would you like to explain that, Zook? Wikipedia. <laughs> okay. But, yeah, Ruff, thanks for... I, I'm glad that I could be the voice of reason in this and that people actually agreed with me. So thank you. I appreciate... I feel vindicated. Vindication is power. <clears throat> I am powerful tonight. Okay. I, I, okay. Had, to, I had to Google it um, because when you said gelded, I, I was picturing gilded. And so I was picturing you like dipping people in gold. <laughs> That'd probably have a similar effect, actually. It probably would. <laughs> this was a monument to your sins. So now I know what it means. So thank you for that. Did it have a nice visual right there, a nice picture right at the top of the Wikipedia article? Just don't look at my browser history. <laughs> okay. Zonor, you said you had feedback? Uh, yeah, I got a couple. Um, Chance from Geek Factor actually sent me a message the other day. Uh, just a quick little thing. He says, 
Got to tell you, man, I love your new site layout. So thank you, Chance. Appreciate that. Colin gets pretty much gets all the credit on this one, although I did help him with a bit. Schmitty jumped in. Um, Zook, you just kind of sat back and watched. I, hey, look, no, I offered critical feedback in the Q, in the QA process when, uh, you asked me how it looked and I said it looks yes, good. Exactly. Yes. Actually, I think I just gave a thumbs up that, emoji. It was literally just a thumbs up. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I think yeah. there were some hard emojis thrown in there as well. Um, but yeah, thanks, Chance. Uh, we worked hard on that. And, you know, if you guys haven't checked out this new site, uh, check it out, stolendroids.com. And then also, this is not feedback, but I feel like I need to well, address it. Uh, before you do, I want to go back to Ruffs real fast, and it's kind of about the the site. He's absolutely right. Our contributing writers have just been rocking it. Yeah, it's been fun. I don't, I don't know um, where we got these guys. Like they're the best content writers China can produce, or something. But they've Colin's been absolutely doing. awesome. Yeah, we like yeah. are above the monkeys with typewriters. <laughs> we're like a little bit, but still we're above. So, and that's just me. And then it was the blurst of time. And then the contributors, <laughs> they're like above me. So they're awesome. Yeah. If it seems like a monkey on a typewriter, that's just his honor post. Yeah. That's, that's me. <laughs> Probably trying to figure out how I can do it from my phone. <laughs> Stupid autocorrect. More from your phone. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, you actually sent this to me, uh, Zook, mentioning um, something with our Patreon stuff. Um, oh, right, there was right. something odd. I don't know what happened. Uh, Ruff sent us in saying that the dates were all wonky or something. Um, I honestly don't know what happened there, uh, Ruff. So, but thank you for bringing it to our attention. Uh, if you don't know what he's talking about, because I didn't really share any details other than there were things wonky with the dates, had to do with early access for our Patreon subscribers. Uh, if you want early access to our podcast and sneak peeks at what we're doing with the website and other things like that, uh, go ahead and check us out over at patreon.com slash stolen droids. Uh, but rough, I did look into it. I don't know. The dates were all right. I think Patreon must have had a stroke on their end. That's the only thing I can figure. So, but let yep. us know if you see it again and maybe I can dig more into it. Open up a, open up a <laughs> ticket or something with them. Um, so into our headlines, I feel last week that we didn't give proper amount of time to Apple. So how about we start with their headlines this time? Just, you know, give them the benefit of, it's, of time it's management It's not like here. they did much, though, last week. I mean, they unveiled, unveiled three phones and Apple TV and a whole bunch of other stuff. Well, let's talk about some of those announcements. So reviewers have been getting their hands on the iPhone 8, 8 Plus, and X. And um, the reviews from the 8 aren't great. And I didn't mean to rhyme there, but uh, a lot of people have a lot of praise for the iPhone X. Um, that extra screen real estate really helps stand out. They actually really like the extra tabs. Developers have said that they need to get on board with those extra tabs and use them for new things. And, and we've agreed here that it's really cool phone design. The lack of touch ID has baffled some people, but face ID seems to work really well. But everyone, by and large, all the reviews I've read have said that the iPhone 8 simply isn't worth it. If you're running anything newer than a 6S, don't bother with the 8, is what they're saying. So, you know, I would say that if you want really want an iPhone and you don't have an iPhone, I'd say get an iPhone 6, because anything more isn't worth the money. <laughs> or Yeah, well, Schmitty has a point there. Or just get a Samsung Galaxy S6, because it's basically the same thing that, I, that the iPhone is right now. Exactly. 
Yeah, it, it, to Schmidty's point, it's kind of like saying I really love the original VW Bug. I love the new VW Bug. You know, the original one. There's just something great about the original VW Bug. Well, look, they didn't really improve it past a certain point. <laughs> Don't buy the first generation, but it's not like you need the biggest, best one, because at the end of the day, it's still an original Volkswagen you Bug. Know, though, did they make any improvements on that over the years? Because, I mean, that was like... My my family had a bunch of those. My grandfather had a bunch of those when I was a kid. They got rid of Hitler's revenge, well, there, the, yeah, the, yeah, the exploding fuel it. pump problem. <laughs> but, I mean, they all were pretty much the same car. They moved the manufacturing to Mexico. Oh. And you could unlock it with your face. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was by putting it through the windshield, but... <laughs> oh, that doesn't sound like a fun way to do it. I'd much rather have um, a fingerprint so- scanner. <laughs> So a couple other things here. Um, Apple has been forced to uh, admit that the new watch, the one with LTE that Colin said he was so excited for, Series Three, has some slight problems. It doesn't work. What, like on people with brown skin, or <laughs> that that too? But no. Um, so it has problems handing off from Wi-Fi to LTE and and back. Which, uh, to be fair is a common problem in new phones. Uh, I think uh, the LG uh, the LG G6 had that problem initially. Uh, the HTC One had that problem. I mean, it's, it's not an I uncommon I want to say the problem. original Pixel had it. Yeah. It's, it's not an uncommon problem. It's not easy to fix, but, but this is also Apple we're talking about, where they usually have these issues fleshed out in their first... You know, when they release a, a product or they don't admit to them or they don't until after them. the device has been out for eight months. So for them to be admitting it right before it initially ships is kind of a weird shot in the foot. It's like saying, hey, look at this great thing that we're about to release. By the way, it doesn't fully work. It's like Google Maps or not Google Maps, Apple Maps. Right. It, you know, I've I've made the claim on this show that. It seems more and more like Apple is using their users as beta testers with Apple Maps. And I mean, there was some other hardware issues. The whole you're holding it wrong thing with the res- <laughs> with the signal and, and stuff. Maybe Apple is just we've got to get this stuff to market at all costs. We'll fix it in post. We don't fix it in post. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and I, fortunately, though, un- unlike the attenuation issue, this one can be fixed with software. So which is good. I was right about to say that. Yeah, it, it does seem though that more and more Apple is kind of shackled, for lack of a better term, to people's expectation. Like we've got to be good this time. We have to be on time. People are expecting yeah. it. We have to make sure that when we announce it, we actually have it available right then because people are expecting it. Whereas when Android announces a new operating system, it's generally expected you'll see it sometime within the next year if you have a flagship. Yep. We have lower expectations, we do. yeah. We do. <laughs> I know, but it'll work. It, uh, mostly. <laughs> mostly. <laughs> there's, there's that dang battery issue that they keep having problems with. I think there's some Wi-Fi issues, that, Bluetooth issues. Actually... If I'm being perfectly honest, I think Android has kind of conditioned us that if you don't have a Nexus, you're not getting actual Android anyway. Yeah, so right. <laughs> these announcements don't really apply to you. I think that's very true. I think that that's very true. Even though it's Pixel now, it's not Nexus. Same, same. 
but you know what I'm saying? It's always like, oh, hey, Google's announcing the newest Android. And Schmitty, I know that you used to like follow it. And when they'd announce it, you'd be sitting there watching it. And I'd kind of be paying attention to it, but at the same time going, yeah, but I'll <laughs> never see it. I've got an LG or now I have a Samsung. Yeah. 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 I used to pull uh, the, the nightlies and, and boot up the, the ROM onto my phone and everything. And that's it, just too much, too much effort now. So I was just like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll wait another six, seven months for Oreo, whatever. I'm okay. <laughs> you know, and I, um, I've mentioned, I wasn't really that excited here for, for Oreo. I mean, I, I've, I like my phone. I'm okay with it. Yeah, I think we might just be getting old, though. That's probably true. <laughs> well, well, okay, so if we're being perfectly uh, transparent, it could be that we're just getting old, or it could be, because, Honor, you and I have the same OS, that Samsung has just done a really good job dialing it in, so there's really very little we need to modify now. Yeah, I still use a uh, different launcher, though. I don't use the the TouchWiz launcher. I do. So I I, I think it's a horrible name, but... <laughs> True. I like my um, icon packs a little too much to, to give that up. Uh, fair enough. Um, in other iOS news, um, iOS 11 has dropped, and people have already been updating to it, and they found some interesting things. Uh, if you swipe down, you get the new control center, which is different than the previous version of when you swipe down, it just gave you the statuses. It looks like it's trying to be more like... Um, Android's control center or action launcher. No, excuse me, not action launcher. What do they call that? When you swipe down from the top? Notification little, center? No. Yeah, well, it, above the notification center when you can just quickly toggle your brightness and your Quick contrast settings. and your blue. Yeah, I think so. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's just the buttons at the top. The top right, buttons. Yeah, of course. That, let's go with that, the top buttons. Well, so iOS 11 has this as well. And they've had different variations of it, but this is the first time that brings you an actual control center, and it's, it's kind of handy. And on there is ones where you can turn off Wi-Fi and turn off Bluetooth and go into airplane mode. But people have been finding out, interestingly, they don't actually turn your Wi-Fi or Bluetooth off. And instead, toggling the Wi-Fi button will just disconnect you from a Wi-Fi uh, network that you're currently connected to. Same with the Bluetooth button. You toggle the Bluetooth button off. It doesn't turn off Bluetooth. It just disconnects you from anything you already have connected. So. Which raises the question, why? Now, is, here's now, the thing. Is that a um, bug or is that a feature? That's a feature. See, their thinking is, is that people with iOS aren't smart enough to know that their Apple Watch is connected to their phone with Bluetooth. So if they turn off their Bluetooth, they may not realize that it'll disconnect their watch. So we better not actually turn off Bluetooth. We'll simply clear all the connections except for the Apple Watch or the Apple Pencil. Yeah. In which case, so really what this button does is it just disconnects everything that isn't an official Apple peripheral. Right? <laughs> that's that's my understanding. So yeah. if you put your phone into airplane mode, does it still stay connected? Do those still stay on? And it just gives you the little airplane to make you have a false sense of security that you're not going to cause the plane to crash? Well, what's more is, look, there have been times when I have been walking through a convention center or an airplane, airport terminal or, or, or Schmitty, you and I went through a train station. And my phone was just pinging on Bluetooth devices constantly. Yeah. Um, or a Best Buy. You want to see something really crazy. Walk into a Best Buy and open up your phone's Bluetooth 
uh, menu and see everything there to connect to. And the thing is, is that it's not always happy. You can maliciously be connected to via Bluetooth and people can gain control of your phone yeah. that way. And so if I want to turn my Bluetooth off, I freaking want it turned off. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. One well, uh, an issue we encounter a lot here at home. We we have a lot of Bluetooth speakers. Uh, we have a, a high powered one that we'll use outside when we're doing yard work, or we have one that we have inside the kitchen. And sometimes my wife will connect to it, and sometimes I'll connect to it. Um, and if I turn it on and want to connect to it, but my wife's Bluetooth is still on, it'll automatically pair to her device because that's the device it was paired to last. And the quickest way to unpair it is just just turn off the Bluetooth. Well, if you don't have that option, if you just if you just disconnect the device but don't turn off your Bluetooth, it'll reconnect right away. It's not going we, to just We have that problem with my wife's uh, uh car stereo. Yeah. It's not a good issue to have. <laughs> yeah. If we both get into the car, if for some reason it wants to connect to my phone first, which is a problem when I've been watching a YouTube video like an hour ago. And it starts playing it again. <laughs> and it starts playing the audio for the YouTube video out of nowhere. Let's just hope it's only the YouTube video. That's an awesome way to well, rickroll. My- <laughs> <laughs> well, that'd be a great way to rickroll. Instead, it's a way to uh, really annoy my wife with Destiny 2 walkthroughs. <laughs> By the way, Zook needs people to play with him. He's very lonely. He needs Destiny friends. If you play Destiny on Xbox, let Zook know, because he needs friends. Won't you be my density? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So moving on in mobile news, we talked about this last week, and it moved forward real fast. We first got news a couple days ago, actually. We're recording this on Thursday, and I think news came out um, either yesterday or Tuesday that the Korean stock market had frozen HTC's shares. Yeah, they froze shares, I believe, for Wednesday trading in anticipation of an announcement, was it on Thursday, on today? Yeah, it was today. So they were like, oh, something huge must be happening, and maybe Google is taking over HTC's mobile division like we had talked about. Well, Thursday came, and the announcement came down. Yes and no. Google has acquired HTC's Pixel division. Which makes a lot more sense. And they did it for $1.1 billion U.S., that's not bad. That's a good chunk. That is a very good chunk. So, um, so that'll keep HTC that about, in business for like another six months. The way they yeah. hemorrhage. <laughs> now, about two thousand employees are going to Google with it. Um, it's just the de- department that develops Pixel smartphones. So, in this way, Google isn't buying an entire phone company; just the part of it that makes their phones. So, from here on out, any Google Pixel phone is actually made by Google. Which is cool. It is cool. And I think in another way, this is also smart for HTC because it kind of frees them up. They're no longer beholden to the idea of, oh, geez, we have to make a flagship phone or else people are going to think less of us. Plus, we also need to have a mid-level phone and an entry-level phone. And we have to work on the Vive. And on top of it, we also have to have a Google phone out there. Now they can just focus on them. Yeah. Well, I mean, right now, the Nexus is their flagship phone. But now, because Nexus is Google, now HTC can have their own flagship phone. Do you mean the they, Pixel? They're HTC Ultra. Yeah, the Pixel. Oh, sorry. What did I say? Nexus. Nexus. Oh, gee. Okay. Yeah, I meant Pixel. But, I mean, now they can focus on their own flagship phone, which I think they've wanted to have as, you know, the, the HTC Ultra, which I think is only in Europe and Asia right now. But now they can push that more to the 
to the states. So well, now there's yeah. something that a lot of people aren't talking about. This too is Google's pulling up what two thousand of their employees. Is that what you said, Zook? Um, yeah, that's a lot of employees to lose in your smartphone division. Yes, but if they are employees that were specifically dedicated to the pixel development, it's not like HTC had full use of them anyway. That is true. You remember, However, I've you remember when HTC first developed the very first Google phone, and they unfortunately crossed their employees with the ones who were working on the Microsoft Windows phone. I don't remember mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Yeah, for a long time, um, all Android phones sold had to pay royalties back to Microsoft because HTC had used Microsoft phone hardware yeah. that they had developed specifically for Microsoft and Microsoft had paid oh, for. Oh, that's right. And they used it for Android instead. And that, and after that, HTC had to learn to keep their teams separate. So even though they had 2,000 employees, they didn't actually have access to them because those employees were signed through Google. They had to be working on the Pixel phone and no other okay, phone. Okay, that makes sense. I know that I've worked with um, a lot of mobile companies over the years, and it seems like their, their people are working on multiple phones all at the same time. So just just in right. my experience. But if HTC's, you know, having to do that because they got burned, then that makes sense. Yeah. So it, it but this means that that's two thousand less employees that they need to pay. Yeah. <laughs> no, less. <laughs> They're Korean. They're short. They're less. <laughs> okay. We'll go with that. Oh yeah so uh, according to Wikipedia, as of uh two thousand sixteen they have fourteen thousand employees. So this I mean, it, it's not a small percentage, but it's not leaving. It's not like lacking. they're hurting for it. Yeah. Yeah. So this is good, I think. I think this is good. Now, of course, if HTC does turn around and produce another phone and it's crap, uh, I think that's signed to just, if you own any HTC stock, get rid of it at that point. But for right now, I think this is good. Yeah. Yeah. Have they resumed trading on HTC stock? Have you heard? I have not. I have to assume they have. Uh, because this is when you'd want to start selling or buying because yeah. this is when a lot of money's yes. made. It doesn't look like it's resumed. It's still, yeah, it's stuck at 76.2 right now. So, nope. Is that the Korean market or our, uh, the U.S. market? That's a TPE Korean market, yeah. Okay. So, I don't think that is on the NYSE. Sorry, we're talking finance again. Sorry. Apologies, rough. Well, this- <laughs> you know what we should do about those stock exchanges? We should get their information and post it online. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think if you go Let's to see, any... What else pisses off rough that we can add into to this any episode? Of their, uh, go to any of their websites and their information should be readily available. <laughs> oh, hey, and rough, <sighs> by the way, cats are cooler. Okay, moving on. I'm not even going to dignify yeah. that with a response. What's funny is we've insulted nearly every ethnicity and nationality in the world on this show over the last few years. And I think that that statement I just made is the most inflammatory. I think people are going to have a greater response off of that. <laughs> we really just don't care, do we? Nope. Um, in other Google news, kind of Google news, sort of Google news, it's an alphabet company. Nest. This is kind of cool, actually. I'm excited ne- for this. Yeah. Nest has a whole new alarm system. It includes a video doorbell, outdoor cameras, present sensors, a keypad. And key This fob. is really cool. And key fob. Yes, you're right. You know, I actually saw a review on this. It was not a great review. They said that they actually feel sad for Nest. 
Really? Yes. Do they say why? I, I didn't get a chance to read the whole thing, but but they said because my wife was in the process of having a baby, so I had to put my phone down. But hard. What uh, <laughs> ease, man? Come on. So I, I when are you gonna hide? Stop hiding. I, I don't that. know how the how it ended. Maybe that was just a plot twist. I don't know. It, it was like an M, it's a twist. It was like an M Night Shyamalan <laughs> review where something you didn't see ex, expect to come came at the end. But um. <laughs> yeah, they said that they were actually sad for Nest after after spending some time with some of this stuff. Well, that that that's kind of disheartening for me because I'm obviously because I'm a Google fanboy, but uh, also because I, I've been looking at the uh, uh, what's the one what's the video doorbell that you have, Suit uh, Ring Ring. Yeah, I, I've been looking at getting that, and then when when Nest when I saw this announcement. I was thinking, well, maybe I'll just hold out another six months for this and get the whole security suite because it has that built in. Yeah, and it's next. Now so. there there are some reviewers out there I'm seeing saying that the video doorbell is a valid competitor to Ring, so that's good news. I, I need to do some more reading uh, into. So this. the review you were talking about was specifically about the security. Part I think it. it was specifically about the security part because it was talking yeah. about the the security system. Okay. Um. The security system looks like a Google Assistant speaker that's been cut in half. Yeah, it does. With with a keypad on yes. top. Um, it's got a little bit of that Macification to it, too. That Applefication. A little bit, yeah. Um, it all looks very white and stale. I hope they have different colors or whatnot. Um, there are sensors that can tell whether or not the doors open or close. The Nest IQ cam. Uh, the uh, Nest Detect. Um, oh, sorry. That is the motion sensor. And the cameras will not at launch, but soon afterwards come with the, uh, the Google assistant integration and the zoom in ability where it can actually zoom in and identify faces, which is kind of cool. Yeah. That being said, the entire thing, um, right now is $598. That's for, which is not cheap. Yeah. That's for the starter, the, the starter pack plus the nest cam outdoor. Now, so the starter pack is four ninety nine. Uh, you can get additional Nest Detects for fifty nine and Nest Tags for twenty five each. Uh, you can also get the Nest Secure Starter Pack plus the Nest Cam Outdoor for five ninety eight, which is a hundred dollars savings versus the standard bundle price of six ninety eight. That's now, a lot of money. It should be noted that is a lot of money. It's not the most amount of money. Um, when I look at what I've purchased so far from my system. It comes about close, actually. I don't have the fobs uh, to give. I don't have the presence detectors or the fobs or the wireless remotes built in. Um, I don't have the keypad, but at the same time, I don't need them. So take that for what you will. Yeah. Also not mentioned is expandability. Uh, for instance, like I use the Arlo system, right? Netgear's Arlo cameras. And each Arlo system with the free subscription plan can handle up to five cameras. You want more cameras, you have to upgrade your subscription. There's no real talk here about how many of these Nest cameras you can put in here. Yeah. And or, if it's just one or two, like. that's almost worthless. Yeah. It has to be more. I would assume it's more. I would hope it's at least five. I mean, that covers, if you have a square house, a rectangular house, that covers four angles of four sides of your house and an interior one kind of or door i don't know how do you have it set up zeke well at the moment uh, i have one in the backyard aimed at the trampoline 
Um, and I have that one on, (laughs) yeah, I have that one on motion detect as well. Uh, just to see, because we used to have neighborhood kids that would come into our backyard and just jump on the trampoline whenever. (laughs) Um, and then we have one down in the family room aimed at the area where the kids make the biggest mess. Uh, which it happens to be right in front of the TV and the Xbox. Uh, and we use that because we don't use it so much for home security. We use it because my wife and I both work. It's for accountability. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. But we both work. And if we want to just pop in and see what the kids are doing or if they have friends over or whatnot, that way we can. You know, yeah. we actually put one in our basement as well. It's, it's not an Arlo. It's, I don't know. It's an, the model is R2 though. I can't remember the manufacturer, but it's freaking great. Um, Foscam. It's a Foscam R2. Mm, Foscam. And you guys have seen my basement, how it's sort of an L-shaped. We put it on the corner, so we've got full view of of everything that happens in the basement. It's awesome. Nice. Now, something that kind of I find interesting here, this uh, Nest security pad, the one I mentioned looks like a cut-down Google Home. Yeah. Is that wall mountable? I really hope not, because that looks like it's it. It would stick out three or three or four inches. Right. It would look horrible on a wall, but yeah. at the same time, on a countertop, I'd think it'd be almost useless. Yeah, it takes up counter space. <laughs> I would want a wall one. You're gonna need to have like a little table next to your door where you can disable this. Actually, you know what I want that I'm really kind of disappointed Nest didn't do. Build it into is- the thermostat. <laughs> Well, that would be cool too. But no, I want a video screen. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, um, I don't know if people outside of Utah have this, but we have a company here called Vivint. Uh, it's a home automation, security, and alarm uh, place. They're huge here in Utah now. And if you buy their base package, it comes with like a control center where when you click on it, it shows you the status of all your locks, of all your windows. You can arm the entire system at once. You can check on cameras if you have them. Cycle through the cameras. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it's great. And you just put that at some central part of your home, and you can do it all from there, or you can do it from your phone. And I think Nest is really missing a great opportunity here to have that. Having just a nine-digit keypad, well, 12 with the with the pound and star and, and zero, is so 1980s. Yeah. At least it's yeah, not rotary. <laughs> <laughs> That would be cool from a steampunk retro standpoint. <laughs> That'll be the next DIY video on YouTube. How to make your Nest security camera to rotary. Rotary. <laughs> that would be awesome. Just wait till you do your thermostat that way and just really confuse the kids. <laughs> we'll see if I want it 72 degrees. Here's seven. <laughs> here's two. <laughs> and I, I'm betting half of our listeners are like, rotary? The crap? <laughs> Uh, yes, we are. And then, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think this is cool that Nest is getting into it, but at the same time, I th- feel like this is just such um, a missed step. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I haven't researched a lot of security systems, but I really like the idea of the uh, the key fobs that they have. So I don't know how many security systems actually do this, but I, I see that really valuable with like my kids. You know, put them in the backpacks so when they come home from school, they don't have to worry about deactivating the alarm. A lot of them do. A lot of the IoT ones do, but they call them presence sensors. Presence, okay. Yeah, and so like I use um, Samsung Smart Things, and I can set the phones as a presence sensor. Yeah, that's true. So I don't need to buy one. My phone tells the system when I'm close by, or my wife, or my stepson, and my other kids who don't have it, don't have phones, would have the presence sensor, yeah. but they just use different terms. Okay. I do kind of like the wireless, key, the keyless entry though. 
that is cool. So we'll have to see how this, how this turns out. Cause you know, they're going to update it. It's nest. At least you can count on them All for right. that. Um, let's go into CC cleaner. <laughs> C cleaner. CC. C cleaner. Yeah. C- oh yeah. There was a day where this was like C- my go, one of my go to apps that I would use on oh, my, yeah. on my computer. It was great for for just clearing up unwanted stuff on your machine. What happened? <laughs> it used to be so good. <laughs> you know, I think a lot of a lot of that um, a lot of companies get bought, and then I think they leave us saying what happened. Yeah. So, so okay, Zook, so what happened? Well, okay. So C cleaner used to be its own company. And at some point they were purchased by Avast, uh, which I've never trusted. I've never liked Avast antivirus. Um, it's a check company, um, which doesn't have anything to do with the reason I don't like them, but I've just, I've always been suspicious of all of Avast's software. Never cared for it. Call it a gut thing. Um, well, it turns out that C cleaner, it turned, <laughs> and it took like two different security firms to find this. There has been a backdoor vulnerability um, with a command and control server that acts as kind of an, an in-between and allows people to have backdoor access into any computer that has CCleaner installed. Furthermore, it acts as a proxy to get into other things, and they were specifically programmed to target 18 different tech firms, and they have successfully gotten in, uh, including Intel, Google, Microsoft, Akami, which is a uh, used to be Meraki. It's a networking part of Cisco. Uh, Samsung, Sony, VMware, HTC, Linksys, D-Link, and Cisco itself. Wow. Cisco, the one that makes all those secure routers, right? Right, right. <laughs> uh, and D-Link, who makes the other ones, and Linksys. Uh, this is not good. It seems yeah. like it's uh, one of those things that it's been it's been simmering for so long. Like they prepared it so long ago that all the damage might have already been done. It it can't be undone. It seems like. Yep. Um, so it seems like this has been going on for quite a while, as Schmitty pointed out. But it just got activated. Uh, they think that all those um, computers that had been corrupted or. Not corrupted, but... Uh, Infected? Compromised. 700,000 yeah, com- computers. Yeah, they all phoned home to this malicious server between September 12th and 16th. Gee. Uh, uh, when they did that, a other piece of malware got installed through the back door that kind of acted as a gatekeeper. It kept the f- door open, almost like a footholder it is, um, allowing them to have full access and steal what was ever on the computer. That sucks at, at these companies like Google and HTC and Samsung. Yeah. Now, I don't forget how long ago it was where that we talked about organized crime and computer hacking. And I don't mean to sound totally racist here, but I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that Eastern European gangsters probably had a lot to do with this. Organized crime is quite large in the former Czech, in, in the Czech Republic, in former Czechoslovakia. Um, we see this in Russia all the time, in the Ukraine all the time. Romania. Uh, Romania. Yeah. A lot of, uh, the world's best hackers come out of those areas and a lot of them are employed by organized crime. Yeah. And, you know, what better way to, to make a lot of money than to rob these companies? 
it doesn't take much for a crime family to get some programmers in a company to add a bit of code and boom, free money. Yeah. Well, in the conspiracy theorist part of me, uh, kind of wonders why this is lining up so closely to the, uh, Equifax breach. I mean, with Equifax and, and this coming out where so many companies, companies like Google and Samsung are being affected, this, it's almost like a perfect, perfect uh, recipe for huge economic disaster. If, okay, so let's go full on conspiracy theory here. Let's do um, it. <laughs> Uh, sorry, everyone. If you don't want to uh, hear this, just tune out for the next five minutes Let or so. Let me grab my tinfoil fedora. Hold on a minute. <laughs> so with our current commander-in-chief rolling back uh, the DACA, DACA, which is affecting which is affecting a lot of tech companies with the future of American tech and economy possibly in jeopardy or peril, I honestly wonder if some of these hackers and crime families, for lack of a better term, are simply pulling out while the getting's good. You know, it's kind of like selling stock Cashing right before <laughs> you. Yeah, it's like this is going to go south fast. Pull out now while we still have something worth getting out of it. Almost like they were going to hold on for another couple of years, but then it's like, eh, crap's hitting the fan. Let's go for it. Yeah, <laughs> this may not be worth as much in a few years if we don't pull out so now. Got, what, what you're saying is they have strong pull-out game? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Normally doesn't work for the rest of us, but evidently those Eastern Europeans, they know exactly what to do. That's good. So maybe this is a good thing. Maybe if we had waited a couple more years, it would have been Equifax, TransUnion, and Experian, and more than just these 18 companies that were affected. Well, I... I, (laughs) Okay, so the joke here is that Zoner is always hacked, right? It's not a a bad barometer. It's not a freaking joke, though. (laughs) It's Right, I know. It's reality. But so he's not a good barometer. We can't see how the rest of the world's going based on his level of, of hack because it's always high. But my Steam account has been getting pinged constantly. Every day I get two or three different uh, notifications from them saying different countries are trying to log in. I'm never Is hacked. Is that because of the Equifax breach? No, it's been going on for longer than that. You but it's been your getting Steam worse. account credentials in your Equifax account? <laughs> Right. Hey, there, that's how bad my credit there were is. Credit card. There were credit card transactions that were taken from there. Not from me. <laughs> but but that's how bad my credit report is. It's like, yeah, we can't really get much from him. At least let's see what games he has installed. Maybe we can get some of those. Ooh, Starcraft. Yeah. yeah. You know, I actually got hit the other day. Somebody tried logging into my work Verizon account, which was really yeah. They like. Odd. Full on change the password and everything, and I got I got huh. a text message on my phone saying, uh, "Your password has been successfully changed." I'm like, "No, that's not how this works." It was like four, <laughs> it was like four a.m. and yeah, somebody somebody had done that to me, so I had to go in and change it. And but yeah, that sucks. Yeah, uh, speaking of Equifax. Because, <laughs> of course, we couldn't go a week without talking about that. It just gets worse and worse for these fools. Horribly. Um, now, this is a Bloomberg article. I apologize, but there is an autoplay. Just make sure you <laughs> pause that or turn down your speakers. It turns out that Equifax was actually hacked five months before it said it had been. And for clarification, because this isn't immediately clear by looking at the headline, it was a different hack. 
And they're saying, don't worry, don't worry. That has nothing to do with this one. It's a completely separate incident. Yes, we were hacked. Yes, we were fully compromised. Yes, information was taken. But it's totally different from this other one where we lost 143 million people's worth of information. Like, that's supposed to make us feel better. Worse, however, is the fact, and that they didn't initially want to disclose, is that um, the people who did the hack that took, you know, this most recent one, were the same ones who did the one five months earlier. So they knew they were under attack. They knew people were getting into their system. They did nothing about it, said nothing about it. That also means that the executives who had sold their stock <laughs> had that much longer to plan it. Yeah, I think I, I will not be surprised if some people end up in jail over this. Many. This is an embarrassment if you are a company that manages data to be so grossly incompetent when it comes to your security is completely unexcusable. There, There is no justification for this. Uh, but it's Apache's fault because they had a flaw that we chose not to patch. Right. Totally Apache's fault. Well, um, okay, Equifax, <laughs> maybe you can explain then why even after the hack, you were telling people to go to a fake website to find out more information. <laughs> Not just a fake one, a phishing website, which is 10 times worse than just a fake site. Because a yeah, phishing website so gathers your – it acts like it's the, the real site. You go to logging in thinking it's the real Equifax site, and boom, these people that are phishing – now have your login information. But what's worse is the fact that it was Equifax who told them to go to the phishing site. In a tweet, uh, no less. <laughs> in a few tweets. Um, so <laughs> the site that Equifax quote-unquote set up was EquifaxSecurity2017.com. Which in and of itself the looked like a phishing site. Oh, totally mm -hmm. did. I didn't trust it. Neither did anyone else who saw it. It was a WordPress site that wasn't even signed by Equifax. It wasn't even secured. <laughs> It I didn't have an SSL. It didn't have anything. I still don't trust it because if you go to it right now, Chrome says this is a, a deceptive site as a head. So don't. Yeah. <laughs> well, so it's a small mistake, but Equifax was telling people to go to securityequifax2017.com instead of Equifax Security. Mm -hmm. Now, the site itself wasn't really that malicious. Um, it was uh, developed by a developer named Nick Sweeting. Uh, he set it up just to prove how bad the entire situation was. Um, he didn't actually steal people's information or whatnot. But this is just... <laughs> oh, his site is it's down now, the security. Yeah, he, he took it down. <clears throat> this is just so unbelievably bad. Okay, so I misunderstood that. It wasn't a real phishing site. Like it, it was he set it he up was, to look like he was one. demonstrating what it what it would look like. Okay. Right, right. So, um good job there, Equifax. Uh speaking of insider trading and horrible security, the SEC itself turns out was hacked. Yeah, this ain't good for nobody. Yeah, the Securities Exchange Commission, which I've talked about before, um was hacked back in 2016. However, they only discovered it last month. And it turns out that the people who stole the information may have been using the information to uh, trade stock. <laughs> Insider that, trading? That is like amazingly 
efficient insider trading levels. I apologize. Allow me to correct myself. They discovered it back in 2016, immediately patched the vulnerability. Only last month did they become aware that the people who stole the information may have been using it for insider trading. (laughs) Which I don't know if that's better or worse. This far down the road? I don't know. I guess it depends on how long... It depends on for how long they had that data. If it was, uh, you know, if they had access to it for an entire year's worth of time, that's enough to do a lot of damage. But apparently, since it was so long ago, apparently it didn't do that much damage because we would have heard about it before now. I don't know. Right. Again, not finance experts. We don't know. They were just they were just <laughs> low key insider trading. They, they, right, just like the other hackers are just taking care, taking over low-key power plants and energy yeah. distribution I mean, facilities. Do five bucks here, ten bucks there. Nobody's going to notice. Oh man, <laughs> I always forget where to put the decimal points. Um, <laughs> last headline is the one we might spend the most time on, which is too bad because we're at the end of the show. Um, a Senate subcommittee has subpoenaed Twitter to come and speak on the subject of Russian interference during the 2016 election. Um, I think it's kind of a foregone conclusion at this point. Russia interfered with the election. Uh, really what's going on now in a lot of these investigations is figuring out to what degree. Okay, This is the first time I'm aware of that an entire company, especially a social media company, is being called before the Senate. Now, to be clear, I realize that not every employee of Twitter is going before the Senate. Right. That would be awesome, though. They'd need a bigger room. Okay, so (laughs) what the Senate is trying to figure out here, what this committee is trying to figure out, is how many accounts, how many bots, and how much money was put into ads on Twitter by Russian agents agencies and just government interests russian interests right we'll put it that way twitter said that they had blocked a lot of bots that were putting out things like hashtag go trump things like that Uh, but here's the question okay And, and i'm putting it as much to you two as i am to our listeners russian agents hacking into dnc servers to get emails and spread them out to people and sell them to opposition in the GOP. That's illegal. That's bad. Russians legally buying ad space on social media platforms designed to sell ad space that simply puts forth a different point of view or even propaganda. Is that illegal? No. I I would think not. Right. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't like foreign governments weighing in on our elections any more than the next person. But honestly, that doesn't seem any different than me putting a sign for my candidate up in front of my front yard. If So what if I'm seeing more hashtag Trump than hashtag Hillary? Is that swaying an election? The only way I can see that swaying an election is if they counted votes by tweets but they don't so yeah you're I, right. I guess i guess the question really becomes and i don't know if anyone can truly answer this are we so convinced that the margin was so close and that the undecideds took to twitter and facebook to well what's everyone else tweeting about well i guess i better vote for this person 
I that's highly. I, I find that highly unlikely. I don't know. Agreed. It's just it sounds ludicrous. I, I think the American people are pretty stupid in a lot of respects, but I don't think they're that stupid. I, I that's not to say there aren't some who would do that. <laughs> oh, right, there okay. totally are. But I think it's safe to say that <clears throat> if you saw something that said hashtag vote Hillary and you said, hmm, yeah, I think that's a good idea. I think I will. Chances are good. You were pretty close to that decision on your own. I, anyway. I would think so. Yeah. I Right. And the same. Vice I don't versa. understand this because I mean. Facebook a couple weeks ago said, oh, yeah, well, we sold advertising space to, to being, um, or to, to Russian people. You know, we did it. And yeah, we shouldn't have, well, why not? You sell ads. That's what you do. They're not advertising like, I don't know, sex toys that are going to kill you the first time you use them. Right. You want to at least get five uses yeah, out I mean, of those. They're advertising something that's, perfectly acceptable in an election season to advertise thinking about it a bit more it it might it might have something more to do with the weight of the twitter accounts that they're coming from like for for instance if i see someone i don't even recognize say you know vote hillary whatever i'm not going to give it any weight but if um i don't know dwayne johnson or or Arnold Schwarzenegger says, vote Hillary. I'm going to give that more weight because I know those people. I respect those people. But but if mm-hmm. they hacked those accounts that you trust, sure, then that's a crime. Right. And, and that's what I'm saying. Like, Versus if a bot tweets it and Dwayne Johnson or Arnold Schwarzenegger retweets it, that's not. That's not a crime. No. But if that bot no. is posing as Arnold Schwarzenegger? Now, forgive me, but isn't there a law stating that foreign governments can't actually advertise one way or another for our voting process? I don't know. Mm, I don't think there is. I, 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 don't I, I have just this bit of knowledge tickling the side of my brain here, and I swear I heard something about that before, but I may be wrong. That's not knowledge. That's a subdural hematoma. You should probably get that checked out. <laughs> that explains <laughs> the strange headache I have behind the eyes. That explains the twitch. <laughs> um. That's okay. I've heard these presidential elections called much worse than a subdermal hematoma. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I want everyone else's opinion on this as well, because I I don't know what they're trying to find out here. Um, If something was done legally, then guess what? The process is broken. There was no illegal action. Again, if they hacked things, then yeah, that is illegal. That's My guess is they're hoping to find some connection between the Trump campaign and the Russians that were behind all of this. I don't think they're going to find it through I Twitter. I don't think they are either. <laughs> they're going to find it on, on Hillary's email well, server. <laughs> Trump uses Twitter and the Russians use Twitter. Ergo, Trump is a Russian. I, look, I hate the dude. Okay? I hate the dude so much I haven't even joked about killing him. You know, and I did that to Obama for years. <laughs> Why do you got to do this crap, Zook? Okay, <laughs> Mr. NSA man that's listening, it's not a threat to the president. It's the way he worded it. It's fine. <laughs> I'm very threatening to the president. Look at my huge hands. <laughs> I'm a brown man with huge hands. I'm the most terrifying Dude, thing there is to the president. He's going to build that wall, and you're going to be the first one he throws over he can't like he can lift me with his tiny hands. Um 
Anyway, my point is, is as much as I disagree and dislike the president, I highly doubt the Senate subcommittee is going to find anything through a social media inquiry that says anything other than Americans are gullible and will follow anything with a hashtag. Hashtag vote to keep us in power. (laughs) I mean, these politicians know that Americans are gullible. You look at their advertising. It all preys upon the gullibility of the American people. So maybe they're not calling them before the committee to uh, to to testify or to grill them. Maybe they just want like the secrets on how they can use those same techniques to to run their next campaign. Yeah, they're all taking notes for for their next their next campaign. You know, the- if I want to uh, if I want to appeal to these um, millennials, how do I do that? <laughs> well, stop doing what you're doing. Uh, you know, yeah. though, I, I will say, I think a lot of it is just political grandstanding. It, it was a hot button issue for a while. Everybody's got to get involved. Everybody's got to look outraged so that they can, you know, play the outrage card and get the press and have their fa- faces on the news. I, I think it's a lot of grandstanding. Okay, so we're not a political show, and I don't want to get into this because we have our favorites to get to, and we're actually doing pretty good on time here. But I, I got this question here. Um, Special Prosecutor Mueller, Mueller, Mueller or Mueller? Mueller. Mueller um, has a job to do. He and his team have a job to do, and that is to investigate potential obstruction of justice and collusion with Russian officials to uh, basically rig the 2016 election, right? He's doing that job. Let him do that job. Don't the rest of these people have something they're supposed to be doing right now? Political grandstanding. Just, That's what they're su- just saying. I'm just saying, don't they have a job to get to? Okay, into our favorites. And mine couldn't be farther from any of this. It is Legos, Star Wars, and how it should have ended. Uh, how it should have ended partnered with uh, the Brothers Workshop. They do a lot of... Uh, um, a lot of Lego stuff, stop action, and it's very, very cool. And it's basically saying, what if Chirut, you know, the blind, not Jedi monk, who was basically a Jedi, who was more Jedi than many Jedi we see in the other movies, Jedi, 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 what if he took on everything? Hmm. And it basically shows him ending the entire movie in about, oh, four minutes. <laughs> that works. This nice. Lego battle is probably better than some of the battles in Rogue One. So it's worth checking out. Uh, My favorite, in the interest of time, I'm not going to go into a lot of detail. It's a video that's up on YouTube. It's freaking epic. Check it out. Link is in the show notes. Uh, And my favorite, uh, I went on to YouTube to look for a favorite, as we do. Most of our favorites are from YouTube. And um, I noticed that we now have the ability to upgrade our YouTube Red account to a family plan for an extra $5 a month. You can share YouTube Red for up to six family members, which I'm excited for because everyone in my family is using my account right now. And so I get, you know, their watched YouTube videos in my history and things and messes up my recommendations. So now they can all use their own accounts and I'm happy. You do recognize (laughs) or realize that your recommendations are going to be buggered for like the next six years. Yeah. Well, it's, I can have up to six family members. So I'm going to make a second account for myself and give mine to my kids. <laughs> it's now the burner That's account. That's what I had to do with my Netflix account. 
Exactly. Yeah. That's what I have to do with my Pandora account because it's linked to our Google Assistant and all the kids want to listen to like kids music. So I get into my car and pull up Pandora. Yeah. And I'm listening to the Moana soundtrack. That's awesome. <laughs> Which, let's be honest, Lynn Manuel Miranda is awesome to listen to, but it sometimes I just don't yeah. care. Yeah. All right. That is our show this week. Let us know what you're thinking. Let us know what you think on these subjects. Feedback at stolendroids.com. Give us a call, 801-917-GEEK. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, buy ad space and do hashtag Russian stolen droids. Don't actually kill the president. Um, also follow us patreon.com slash stolen droids. We would appreciate any support you can give. And until next time, cheers. Number one. This has been a stolen droids media production.